This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Mike with you. And Pastor Michael, we have a question that's based off of one of your previous sermons. If agape love, trust, hopes, and endures all things, how can I love without being wounded? One of the concerns from the man who asked the question um, was uh, specifically not just about his own marriage, but how do you teach your children to love with agape love um, when honestly, this kind of love is so vulnerable. So what we said about agape love is um, particularly from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, that divine love trusts all things, which feels ludicrous. It hopes all things. It believes the best is yet to come and it endures all things that um, it uh, is a forever kind of love. It just goes and goes and goes. And every week we got to the end of this and we said the following, if you're going to love with biblical love, you're going to get wounded. Worldly love is contingent, and when it doesn't get what it wants, it builds walls around our heart um, brick by brick, and it is protective by nature. And uh, perfect love casts out fear, tears down walls. And, um, and so part of the question and part of the challenge with this whole sermon series is, so Michael, you're telling me that to love with divine love is to open myself up to deep, painful wounds. And that's what you were saying. And that's exactly what I'm saying. And that was modeled by Jesus Christ. Um, and so I first and foremost want to say, all right, let's talk about the context. Um, agape love uh, in this context is directed at one believer to another. So this is in the Christian community, assuming that both parties have the Spirit of God. It also assumes that both parties are in a committed relationship, meaning you're in a church together. Um, it also applies to a marriage relationship or a family relationship. And so that if somebody is a believer and you're in a relationship with them that requires commitment, agape love is, is necessary. We also said that I can't give agape love um, to non-Christians in some senses. For example, I cannot hope all things for the non-Christian because the non-Christian does not have the Spirit of God and may never have the Spirit of God. But I can't hope all things for the Christian because I believe that the God who started that salvation will finish it because he promised it in the Word in, in, in the Word of God, the Bible. So, um, so love, agape love, trusts all things, gives the benefit of the doubt, hopes all things, believes the best is yet to come, and endures all things is a forever kind of love. And so we, we say this, that when you get married, you enter into this agape love kind of relationship where you commit for the rest of your life to not put up walls. And you give this person, you give them uh, your primary relationship, you give them your sexuality, you give them so many things, and you basically put it in their hands and say, um, I give you permission to love me or wound me. And no matter what you do, I'm going to love you to the day I die because this love endures all things. And so on one level, I want to answer the question and say, well, how do you protect yourself from being unnecessarily wounded? And I would say you can't. To love with a divine love necessarily means you're going to be wounded to some degree or another. And the longer you live in these relationships, the greater the capacity or potential for wounding. And so if you um, are, are jumping into a local church for the first time, um, here's what you need to know. 
you're going to be offended. You're going to have your feelings hurt. You're going to be wounded. You will eventually have a pastor who says something mean, who leaves the church, who does something that was sinful. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Something inevitably will happen. And uh, it's so sad to me when people say, I'm leaving the church because they hurt my feelings or because they did this to me. And I want to say, that's what it means to be in the church. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of broken sinners who um, honestly, because of our sin, wound one another, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. But then we look at each other and say, despite what you've done, I'm going to trust you, hope the best for you. And I'm going to um, commit to this um, as long as we're both here. You know, So it's a, it's a powerful thing. And, and so on the one hand, I want to look at that and I want to say, I don't know that if you're going to love well, that protecting yourself and your heart on that level is probably the the most realistic thing. And then the sub question that was asked was, how do I teach my kids how to do this? And, um, you know, I'll just I'll speak for myself and my family in this. and Maybe that will help is I want my daughters and my son to love almost recklessly. Mm. Um, I want their hearts to be so entrusted to Jesus that they can take the wounds and the letdowns of their friends and their families and their leaders and their parents. And that when those things are let down, when those wounds happen, that Jesus so has their heart that their whole world isn't crushed. And I want my daughters, when uh, my son, when their friends lie to them, my friends let them, when their friends let them down, if they're believers in Jesus, that they say, you know what, love covers all things. Love trusts all things. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Love hopes all things. I truly believe that because the Holy Spirit is in you, that you're going to grow out of this. I'm going to stick with you because love endures all things. Like, I really actually want my kids to learn to love with abandon. Now, this um, butts right in the face of how most Christian and non-Christian parents parent their children. We want to protect them from all wounds and from all harm. And if you hurt my kid's feelings, I'm going to go talk to her parent or her teacher, and I'm going to intervene. I'm going to make sure that you are well insulated from all harm. And that's just not real. Sometimes your kids are going to go and they're going to love someone well, and that person will not reciprocate and they will hurt them. But you know what? Our hearts are protected because Jesus holds our hearts. Our identity is in who Jesus says we are, not whether or not we're accepted by our friends or not. And so um, I really want to teach my kids to love with reckless abandon. Now, I want to counter that. I'm looking at my two daughters right now or thinking of them. <clears throat> One has the capacity to be wounded, I believe, on deep levels and to persevere, and the other right now doesn't. And so I'm not going to unnecessarily put my children in harm's way. I want to teach them to love with abandon in age-appropriate ways. Mm -hmm. And I just want to look at every parent and say, sometimes you do need to protect your kids uh, because they're just not ready for it. And sometimes there are moments where you need to go talk to the teacher, you know. Um, but we try to teach our kids the best we can that, you know what, I would rather be on the side of loving well and being wounded than not loving well and protecting myself and putting guards around my heart so that nobody can touch it or hurt it. And uh, and so this is a fine line. It requires wisdom, requires the Holy Spirit, requires good mentors, good pastors, good teachers, good parents to really disciple kids through life, particularly through adolescence, oh my goodness, um, and to teach kids how to protect their hearts um, but not to build walls unnecessarily around their hearts that prevent them from loving well. So it's nuanced. I wish I could say, here's the principle. It's all nice, neat, and cut and dry. It's not. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm not hyper-protecting my kids, and I want to make sure I'm teaching them, 
you want to be somebody who gives your best for the best of someone else, even if they don't give it back to you. And you do that by modeling it for your kids and letting them see you give your life away and sometimes be wounded by those that you love and are hurt by. Totally. And you know what? Every kid is going to see their mom wound their dad, their dad wound their mom, their friends wound each other. Sometimes the dads wound the kids. And honestly, every kid has great capacity to wound their mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, we live in this micro community called the family where um, we exemplify that love covers all things, hopes all things, believes all things, and endures all things. And we live in this little micro community where we teach them these things where they're wounded on very deep levels, but then they move on and they don't ever treat that person in light of their failure in the past. They move on and they say, you know what? I believe the best is yet to come. I believe that you're not going to do it again. And when you do it again, I'm not going to take my belief away. I'm going to dig even deeper and say, no, I see the Holy Spirit in you and that this is not who you are, who God's made you to be. Let's do this again and third chances and fourth chances and eighth chances and hundredth chances and with my kids, eight thousandth chances and and uh, But in this micro community, we teach that. And then we bring them into the church, which is a little bit bigger community. And it gets a little bit harder. You know, it's harder to be vulnerable. And so with our kids, we're creating small spaces where they can be vulnerable and love well. We expand those spaces to school and church. And eventually here in the next couple of years with our oldest, we're going to expand that even farther and say, okay, um, let's figure out how to open our hearts a little bit wider. And so we're just trying to shepherd our kids through this process. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that very insightful answer to the question. Listeners, please don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by visiting our church website, bcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Join us tomorrow when we address a topic of a more mature nature. Right now, we won't share the topic just in case the kids are listening. Please join us tomorrow. Tomorrow.